Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Yeah. Welcome to Broken but Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. It's your co host again, Stephen Jackson, aka StJ215. And I am delighted to be joined by another Canadian wrestling legend and um, great guy and Ring of Honor um, mainstay, Rip Impact. So how are you doing there, Rip? Thanks for having me, Stephen. I'm uh, doing very well. Uh, that's quite the introduction you gave me. Hopefully I can live up to it. Uh, <laughs> I've always enjoyed uh, doing this podcast and these interviews and uh, I've always enjoyed my time at Ring of Honor, so uh, I'm looking forward to talking about it today. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a, you know, you've been there a long, you know, you've been wrestling for them a long time on and off. Um, so first of all, I was doing a bit of research beforehand as, you know, a good interview, uh, interview <laughs> us do. Cool. Um, you made your professional debut in 2005. Um, had you been, before becoming a professional wrestler, had you followed Ring of Honor at all? Um, you know, as a fan, I always ask our interview uh, guests this question. Yeah, I um, I actually been following Ring of Honor since the inception, since the very beginning. I remember uh, myself and my friends uh, trading tapes and 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 watching like you know, I mean the era of Honor begins and the Round Robin Challenge and like the earliest shows for Ring of Honor and uh, trading and trading tapes and watching that. So I was following it since the start, and I remember vividly. I think it was um, probably two thousand three where I actually went to Spencerport, New York, which is just outside of uh, Buffalo yeah. and went to a uh, Ring show there. And uh, from that point on, I was hooked. From that point on, I was like, just started my training, uh, really focused on training and going. And I made myself a goal that, you know, I mean, I would like to wrestle for Ring of Honor. And um, from that point, it was about six years later or so that I got to have my first match with Ring of Honor. But yeah. I've always loved Ring of Honor. Uh, still to this day, I love what they're doing in the current product, and I loved it back in, like I said, 2003 when I first kind of discovered it. Yeah, um, great time. I mean, myself, you know, followed Ring of Honor throughout near its full, you know, time being uh, being a promotion. And as you mentioned, you know, the era of Honor begins. We recently rewatched the um, the main event from that show with Brian Danielson, known as the American Dragon, Loki, and Christopher Daniels, and that that match is just even today is just on it's a spectacle of so many different you know levels it's wonderful it, it was awesome uh, that match is incredible i still uh, like you said yourself i watched that match recently as well they posted it and i uh, i recently watched that triple threat as well it was uh, a fantastic match yeah um, I mean, if you were wanting to become an aspiring wrestler in the early 2000s, seeing this work from Ring of Honor obviously was the, you know, the apex of what you would want to go on to, you know, go on to do. And then, as you said, to come and wrestle for Ring of Honor. So, uh, as we just mentioned off air, you debuted for Ring of Honor in 2009 uh, yes. during the Death Before Dishonor seven week. 
feel like it was in um, July. Yeah, it was July. Yeah, I think I believe July 9th or July 7th, if I'm correct, when I was looking. Yeah, I, I believe it was the middle of July. Yeah. yeah. Um, where you faced um, Tyson Dukes, who I recently interviewed, um, and it was in the Ted Reeve Arena, as we mentioned, off air as well. That must have been a really exciting match to have in that in that arena and, you know, in uh, in just Canada as well. It must have been amazing. Yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. Um, Tyson Dukes is renowned, you know, I mean, among Ontario and Canada as one of the best wrestlers out there, period. Uh, I think it would go as far as the States and internationally. Tyson is uh, just one of the best and he's kind of uh, the godfather of Ontario wrestling. So um, before that time, Tyson and I had had the chance to wrestle once or twice, uh, which were always matches I enjoyed. Um, but wrestling Tyson on a platform like that from the barn was just uh, another level. Uh, and that whole experience of like getting the opportunity to wrestle at Ring of Honor and um, everything that led up to it was, uh, it was, uh, it was special. Um, I still have to this day, um, the emails I had with Adam Pierce saved um, talking about like going down there and, and, and getting an opportunity and getting looked at. And, uh, and I still look back at those sometimes and kind of smile because uh, <laughs> it's just a cool story to see it unfold and then and, and lead to that weekend. And then uh, having the match with Tyson uh, on the first night and then the second night uh, wrestling James Stone from Montreal um, mm. and having that opportunity as well, which is really cool too. So uh, everything since then as well. But uh, Tyson is one of the best around. So anytime you get to wrestle Tyson Dukes, is just fantastic. Um, and then just wrestling for Ring of Honor has been incredible. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, that those two shows were headlined by another Canadian legend in a Lance Storm. Um, was yeah. it? I mean, were you there to see those matches as well as they unfolded? I believe the first night it was against Chris Hero in a singles match, and then the second night was the tag match with Kevin Steen and Davey Richards, if I'm, if I'm right. Um, were, were they fun to watch? I believe that's correct. And uh, yeah, like just, I had gone, Ring of Honor had come to Toronto uh, a few times before that. And uh, I went to those shows as a fan, as a spectator. And yeah. uh, I mean, that was not going to be any different. Like obviously having the chance to wrestle, um, just being in like the, the dark match, like kicking off this show as fans come in uh, was awesome because it was the first thing they saw. And then afterwards, just like being on that, uh, high and having that feeling of like, wow, I just, I just performed in that ring. And now I'm watching these other great wrestlers and legends, um, uh, uh performing there as well. And, uh, that, that weekend, uh, I know the one day they had Bret Hart make an appearance and the other day they made, uh, Ric Flair make an appearance. Mm. And I've met Bret in the past, but I never knew me had the chance to be on a show or anything like that with either of those guys. So just saying hello in the back and, uh, I was lucky enough for the one day uh, just to happen to be in the same sitting spot as Bret Hart and have like a one-on-one 10-minute conversation with this Canadian icon about pro wrestling. And um, I remember him talking about wrestling in the area, like wrestling in Toronto for, you know what I mean? uh, years back. And uh, just having that conversation with him was just incredible and something I'll never forget. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's phenomenal i mean that's the thing is ring of honor has always brought in 
you know, amazing legends, as you mentioned, in 2009, there was, you know, Lance Storm, Bret Hart, Ric Flair, and then beforehand we'd had guys like Bruno Sammartino and, you know, the great Muta. And it's always been a place where, you know, legends have always wanted to, have wanted to, um, you know, appear. And it it adds into the um, sort of prestige of the company. And and one question I did ask Tyson was, um, when you did debut in in ring of honor was it a daunting prospect being in ring of honor like due to the uh, you know caliber of the talent like did you feel uh, did you feel kind of a bit of a weight on your shoulders or did it feel an exciting experience was it the opposite where it was just an exciting experience no uh when you're wrestling for such a prestige company and uh you're literally surrounded by some of the best to uh hone their craft uh there's obviously pressure um it worked out really well that I got to wrestle Tyson my first time there. It was someone that I was, you know, comfortable with, someone that I knew was great, someone that knew me. So that relieved a lot of the pressure uh, that you know, I might have felt going in. Uh, like anything, I think it's good to be a little bit nervous when you go into wrestling. Just make sure you're, you're, you're on your toes and, and uh, you're the best of your game. But I think just the mix of uh, pressure a little bit in a good way. Yeah. Is <laughs> the uh, general excitement. Um, like I said, just, I was just grateful to get the opportunity to kind of, uh, being looked at and, uh, get the opportunity. I feel everything I said leading up to it, um, uh, I tried to really earn the opportunity. Like I had discussions with, uh, Scrap Daddy Adam Pierce leading up to it. And, uh, I just wanted to let them know that I would do anything I had to, to earn the opportunity. I want to really deserve it. Um. I remember telling him, I will be the, I remember this line uh, in my email vividly. Um, I told him (laughs) I would be the first person there and the last person to leave. Um, I just remember saying that. I remember saying, no matter what time you want me there, I'll be there an hour earlier. Um, If you need help setting up anything, if you need help with anything, I'll do it. You need ring crew, uh, tear down. If you need help uh, stacking chairs after the show or anything, I just wanted to kind of show that I was fully invested, not only for the wrestling, uh, just for the opportunity as a whole. So uh, it was special to me to see him appreciate that and and him give me the opportunity. I'm I'm forever grateful and and thankful for that. And uh, I'm glad to be able to still have a little bit of a relationship with him and, and uh, thankful for him. And then the other opportunities I've got later on with other uh, people like uh, Delirious who ran shows there as well for Novar and, and the opportunities he's given me as well. Yeah. It's just, it's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it would be then, it'd be about um, six months in November, 2009, when you returned to um, Ring of Honor again, this time in uh, Mississauga, uh, Canada, for the Omega Effect. Uh, and it was yep. when you were tagging with James Stone rather than facing James Stone against yeah. Hornet and Pee Wee. Um, was that a, a fun match between, you know, another four Canadian, well, three Canadian, um, you know, independent stars? Yeah, um, that was a fun one as well. I'm trying to, like, remember, uh, like I said, I know I haven't had dozens of matches uh, or, like, Lots and lots of matches. But I know I've had probably a dozen or so matches for Ring of Honor. And uh, the earlier ones I try to still remember, like I said, I remember my first two. I remember those other ones in Toronto. 
Um, mm-hmm. I remember wrestling with Ring of Honor in Buffalo and uh, getting the opportunity to wrestle in Ring of Honor in Cleveland and uh, Michigan, I believe, and a couple other opportunities, mostly dark matches and uh, yeah. later on from high profile ones, like uh, which I'm sure we'll touch on um, wrestling with Tommaso Ciampa and stuff. That's yeah. obviously but that match I feel was fun um it was obviously cool to be a part of the Omega event and uh I mean see Kenny Omega who only had quick encounters with in like western Canada before that um so seeing him and how special of a talent he is and seeing uh you know seeing him at that point and now seeing what he's done and and yeah. what he's it's it's awesome because I mean he's a fellow Canadian as well and uh He's one of the best. Yeah. So definitely yeah. cool part of that show as well. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone can deny that, you know, Kenny Omega is one of the best wrestlers in the world, if not of all time, you know, and his seeds were definitely being planted in Ring of Honor when he was, you know, in his first run and he was, you know, um, doing a lot more of the, he was starting with the video game-esque sort of gimmick, what he'd done in DDT, yeah. but then it evolved more into the cleaner as we saw in New Japan. And, um, so it would be in 2010 when you returned back to Ring of Honor, was it fun wrestling the Bravados that young in their career? And, you know, obviously they've been trainees in the, do- you know, as it's known now, the dojo, but the Ring of Honor school training camp, was was that a fun fun time? That was awesome. Uh, yeah, those were some of the matches that stuck out for me um, from some of my early Ring of Honor matches was wrestling the Bravado Brothers. Um, I got to work with the Bravado Brothers um, and tag at least once, but I feel like it was two or three times even. Um, and they were just both awesome. They were uh, super nice guys. Uh, we had like a lot of common interests and um, a common style of wrestling and wrestling, I guess, at um, Harlem, Harlem and Clint uh, Bravado. They were real brothers and uh, you can tell they had that special connection, uh, not just as brothers, you I mean as a tag team that yeah. uh, a lot of great brother wrestler tag teams like the Young Bucks and I mean, uh, Lucha Brothers and all these guys can have. Um, it's, it was awesome wrestling them. And I know the one match I teamed with Psycho Mike, Psycho Mike Rollins, and uh, we wrestled the uh, Bravado Brothers. And that, like I said, it was a lot of fun. And they're just a great tag team and uh, great people. Um, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed that match quite a bit. Um, one of the matches I enjoyed probably most during my matches with Ring of Honor right now, I'd say. Yeah. Um, they're a great tag team. You know, great tag team. Um, and they had a real great gimmick as well. Uh, the the grand, you know, with the um, with the tank tops and the grandma knitting them and things. And yeah. they, were, they were great, you know, so fun. Um, and then... Um, from there, um, you then in the next evening from that particular um, match in New York, you appeared again for the Ted Reeve Arena for Death Before Dishonor Eight, but this time yep. you were tagging with uh, Ernie Osiris, who was of who later would go on to become part of the Embassy against Bobby Dempsey and Grizzly Redwood, um, two other um, Ring of Honor um, camp yep. trainees. Uh, again, was that an exciting uh, match to be part of? And I mean, just just also this show in particular. Is one of the I asked Tyson this question. Is one of yeah. you know quality of the card was it and the atmosphere? Yeah, was that exciting? Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, uh, I've been lucky enough to wrestle quite a bit of the Ring of Honor dojo guys, especially from the earlier Ring of Honor dojo uh, classes and sessions. Wrestling a lot of their students, um, 
which has been awesome. Like uh, from the Bravado brothers to uh, working, like I said, with um, Bobby Debsey and Ernie Osiris here. Uh, later on, wrestling with Cheeseburger and uh, meeting a lot of the people earlier on. Um, that match, um, I don't remember too much about that match, but I do remember that match. Um, I remember wrestling Bobby Dempsey um, at least two occasions, uh, at least once in Toronto. And then I also remember wrestling Bobby Dempsey. I feel like I wrestled him for a Ring of Iron show in either a tag match or a gauntlet in Cleveland as well. And um, I remember taking his, uh, his special finisher, the, Q- the Cutie Special, which is like a throwing bridging follow-away uh, follow slam. I just remember that. But it, was, it was cool working with Bobby. Um, and it's cool working with all the Ring of Honor guys um, that any chance I had. I remember either teaming or wrestling with Mike Seidel, um, Matt Seidel, or Evan Bourne's brother. Uh, I remember teaming with Mike Seidel one time in Buffalo for a Ring of Honor show, and uh, that was a lot of fun as well. And like most of my stuff for Ring of Honor has been in either Canada or one of the nearby states, either Buffalo or Cleveland or Detroit, um, but they've all been kind of special to me. Um, and like I said, every time I got in there, I, I just appreciated the opportunity. And uh, working with Bobby Dempsey was fun for sure. Those other guys, yeah. 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 He's, he was, again, a great fun talent as Grizzly Redwood. You know, he's just- Yeah. Yeah. Grizzly Redwood was uh, fun as well. Uh, yeah. He, like I said, he, he had that energy and he's such, such a smaller guy. And I'm a smaller guy myself, but. Uh, it's, it's awesome wrestling with someone, you know I mean, smaller and shorter, you can like work with them and do different things you might not do with other people. So uh, it was fun wrestling, but um, wrestling Grizzly Redwood as well. I, I always liked kind of like the lumberjack little character he had. And um, yeah, I remember like him just like hanging the ropes and, and like chopping at the leg, like he was chopping like down wood or something like that. And, uh, it was just fun little spots to work with him. Cool for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um... So, you know, it's always a ton of fun to watch. Um, so you then returned to Ring of Honor again in October of 2010. Uh, and it was at Allied Forces. And this was actually your debut, I believe, for Ring of Honor in Ohio. Yeah. Mark Dillinger against Bobby Dempsey once again. And another former partner, as you just mentioned, Mike Seidel. Um, Dayton's obviously had a long history with Ring of Honor. Was it exciting wrestling in Dayton? And I believe the second time I went down to the USA for Ring of Honor. Yeah, no, that was definitely exciting. Uh, like I said, at that point, in 2009-2010, uh, when I was getting these opportunities, uh, it was, yeah, it was the same grind. It was like, all right, I'll drive to the next city. Um, some of the times I knew, like when when they first came in 2009 in Toronto, I had those opportunities. I kind of knew ahead of time, all right, I was getting these opportunities. I didn't know who I was wrestling, but I knew I was wrestling. Um, Later on, it was kind of like I just wanted to kind of prove myself. I kind of wanted to show yeah. up. And, uh, you know what I mean? A lot of those times in those matches, um, like I said, the one with Mike Seidel, uh, I remember uh, specifically, maybe it was the one in Cleveland or Buffalo, um, finding out I was wrestling uh, maybe half an hour or an hour <laughs> before at most. You know what I mean? Like, they're so busy on those days when they're ready. Um, just getting everything set up and they're focused on the other matches and stuff on the show. So when they find uh, a couple guys and decide what they want to do for like a the dark match or the kickoff match or anything like that, um, sometimes we don't know until a half hour or an hour before 
for the show. So we're getting ready quickly and uh, throwing some ideas out there and just uh, giving our best performances, uh, uh, with as, you mean sometimes as little preparation as we have. So it's, uh, it's yeah. always a cool experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it would be November 2010 when you'd come back during eight months coming and going. And it was at Fate of an Angel 2, which took place in Canada. Um, and you were teaming, uh, sorry, against um, Kamikaze and um, Danny Duggan, and you were tagging yeah. with Ashley Six. Um, yeah. And again, another tag match in Canada. Was that a good one? Was that a memorable match? That was a very good one. Yeah, that was. Uh, I remember that one more than I remember some of the other ones we just talked about. Um, I just remember a couple of really cool pictures from that one, and uh, I remember that one. Yeah, I remember that one more than uh, the other ones we just recently talked about. But I do remember. Uh, yeah. I remember that one because Canada is pretty large. It's a pretty large uh, city, uh, not city, yeah. country. Um, you know what I mean? And Danny Duggan and Kamikaze. They were coming from like the west coast of Canada. They were coming from like at least as far as Winnipeg, which is wow. at least a full 24 hour drive. So both Danny and uh, uh, Kamikaze, they drove the day before, two days before, 24 hours to Toronto. Uh, so wow. they definitely kind of earned their opportunity as well. And um, it's funny you mentioned Ashley Six. I've had a few matches with Ring of Honor and uh, Ashley Six has been involved in at least two, three, four of them as well. Uh, going back as far as 2010 with the tag and going uh, more recently as in a year, couple of years ago, uh, doing a six-man scramble with Ashley Six and uh, a bunch of others. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've had fun uh, anytime I've been in Ring of Honor, but that was a fun one that stuck out to me. Just yeah. because the the drive those guys had to do to get there. Uh, the match itself was pretty well received. Everything clicked really well. Again, I got some good pictures of that match that I uh, can still look back on. And uh, Ashley Six, another, uh, at the time, Ontario guy was just really good doing the grind. And uh, it was cool to team with him and uh, do that dynamic as well. So it was a fun one too. Great show to watch overall. Once again, you know, like 2010 was a really strong year for Ring of Honor. Um, and, you know, it sounds like you were sort of in the thick of it with everything what was going on. Also, with these early shows, crowds very different. Did it feel a different atmosphere in each of the different cities or did it feel quite similar? For sure, yeah, absolutely. It's a, that's a great question. I'm glad you uh, brought that up. Um, when I wrestled with Ring of Honor, like I said, it was typically Toronto most often, like in Canada most often. But then, like I said, sometimes in Buffalo or, or Ohio, um, the crowds were obviously a little bit different no matter where we were. Um, in Toronto, though, that's like my my home city. That's my area. Like I'm from Hamilton, which is just outside Toronto. So yeah. um, I have a pretty good reputation. I'm fairly well known in Toronto. So anytime I came out there, um, even if the odd time I wrestled in Toronto and Ring of Honor, uh, maybe presented me in like a, a heel role, it never necessarily... <laughs> No matter what went well out there, there were always fans chanting, rip, rip, rip. So I had to kind of <laughs> play with it and go with it. Uh, the odd time I was more of a heel role, which is uh, one of my more recent matches with uh, Brian Johnson and Cheeseburger and, and, and yeah. whatnot. That match was on, uh, it's a YouTube exclusive. 
And for that one, I was a bit more of a heel role, but there's still some fans that just know me from the local scene that uh, will always cheer for me no matter what, because predominantly almost in my 17 year career, I've been the baby face across the board. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, I haven't done too much heel work. I've, I've done it. I've done it in the States. I've done it on tours, but uh, people know me as even you know, the underdog baby face. So in Toronto, the crowd definitely gets behind me in support of, um, but in places like Buffalo or Ohio, uh, they might not be as familiar with me, but by the end of the match, I was able to kind of win them over with some of my moves yeah. and uh, even some of the stuff we did. So, yeah. It was a six-man tag you were part of with Brian Johnson and Eric Martin against yep. the Shinobi Shadow Squad of um, yep. Ryan Nova, Eli Isom and Cheeseburger. Um, well, now, obviously, they're all tearing it up in Ring of Honor at the moment, especially Brian Johnson. Was that yeah. an exciting match? Like I know we're going way ahead of time, but as we were just mentioned, yeah, yeah. And you, was that yeah. a, was that an experience to be part of? Yeah, yeah, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but uh, that was one of the more recent matches I've had with Daniel Bar. And uh, that was awesome and exciting. Um, I don't know if Cheeseburger and I had wrestled before that, not to my knowledge. I might be forgetting, uh, but I've always got along with Cheeseburger. And just like I said, meeting him years earlier and seeing his progression, uh, getting the chance to work with him was awesome. And uh, the Shinobi squad, uh, they were great. And uh, yeah, Brian Johnson is a pro he's uh got a great look to him and he's very talented and uh just like being thrown in that role like i said it was different being the heel but i had fun with it yeah. and uh i believe eric slater was the other one he's got a lot a lot of potential and great look as well so uh with those guys was a lot of fun it was, it was really cool because um I said some, a lot of the matches I've done with Ring of Wire are just dark matches. Um, luckily, some of them have been filmed and either released as bonuses on the DVD. Um, I've got to do some stuff for TV for Ring of Honor. And then um, some of these matches are the YouTube exclusives. Yeah. And uh, the cool thing about that is it's just a wide audience of other people that get to see the product. So it's it's a mm -hmm. it's really cool exposure. Uh, you mean to know that there's you know thousands of people out there that can probably see that match uh, just online. Um, which is awesome. And it's just really cool uh, being in that kind of setting because you know, before the show, talking to uh, some of the commentators and they kind of, you know, they kind of get an idea of you. If they don't know who you are, they kind of ask you about your signature moves and, and some of the names or what you're known for. So yeah. I always I like the story of like the commentators from like wrestling to muscle and having guys like uh I believe it was Kevin Kelly on commentary and, and, and telling a little bit about me to like later on having guys like, um, uh, let's see, um, Ian Riccoboni and uh, particularly for that match, I feel like it was the big Joe. comment. Joe, Joe, yes, thank you. Yes, Joe. Jordan Browser, thank you. Jordan Browser, yes. yes, yeah. I was, yeah, trying yeah. Think of I was trying to think of his name. I thought it was Joe Dombrowski, but I didn't want to. Uh, yeah, mispronounced or get it wrong, but yeah, he was awesome, and uh, he did his homework, and uh, he did his homework and contacted me afterwards. Even so did commentary for that uh, post, he did it afterwards, and he did his homework, and uh, it's just that's a whole cool, different story as well. Seeing the commentators uh, tell a story uh, the way they yeah. do with their work, and it really enhances the match. Uh, it really adds a lot to it, and uh, I'm a strong believer 
and uh, a good commentary team. And Marina Warren's always had that. And that's, I think that's what's drawn me to the project a lot, actually. I've always been a big fan of uh, the product, obviously, in ring, but the commentator, uh, commentators and the storytelling has uh, added and enhanced the matches that much more for me. Yeah. Um, I actually also spoke to Jordan Browski and I did quiz him about his um, his sort of commentary technique and what came uh, naturally to him or where he sort of gets some ideas from when he is actually calling the matches and he is now the voice of Future of Honour which is what that, that match we were part of with Brian Johnson and uh, the Shinobi Shadow Squad and Eric Slater um, so is it, it, it also on this topic is it cool as well being part of now it's branded the Future of Honour it's not just sort of dark matches is it, is it cool kind of being part of that sort of mini yeah. brand sort of to, so to say like a bit like NXT you might say where it's like a, a mini um, brand within a bigger brand is that a pretty cool um, thing to have absolutely uh, another great point you brought up another great point there um, and yeah I love that comparison of uh, Future of Honor to like a to NXT kind of uh, brand of it uh, I love that because yeah like a, doing the opportunities and the matches I've got have been cool but um, like I said being doing something like that for Future of Honor and the YouTube exclusive and stuff it's it's kind of been like uh, it's been cool being a part of that uh, it's been cool wrestling with different guys from the Ring of Honor Dojo and, and, and local guys I've got to work with. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I've never had the, I've never had the privilege to go down to the States and be a part of the future of honor events. Like I haven't had a chance. I know yeah. they've done something in front of that. I haven't done that yet. I remember there was talks when they first, when they first started doing some of the future Honor events, there was talks about me going down there and, and being a part of them when they were their, um, the kind of solo events when they were doing them on their own. Um, yeah. I never had that privilege, but being a part of it uh, now or later on, just like I said, before Ring of Honor shows and, and being a part of that brand as the, as the future honor has been pretty cool because, uh, I mean, as long as I've been wrestling, um, I've been wrestling almost 17 years, uh, 15, 16, 17 years almost, since my training started, uh, wow. I'm still, still, I'm still, I'm still quite young. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm still in my early, I'm still, I'm still in my early, I'm still in my early thirties. I started at a you know, young age. I still got lots of, uh, gas in the tank still. So, uh, and no matter what age you are, but I still feel like I could be part of that future of honor and, and, uh, still go with guys. You know what I mean? They're in their twenties. You know what I mean? This next generation comes up yeah. and, uh, uh, I, I think that's awesome uh, what they do with the future of honor and uh, everything like that. Yeah. Definitely, absolutely. It's it's such a fun thing for us to watch and to review. And I mean, some of the talent who come from Future of Honor, you know, as I mentioned, Eli Isom, um, yeah. Brian Johnson, um, Cheeseburger, who is still going now, you know, and some great talent have, have gone through it. Consumers, this is the AirPod God MLW star Richard Holiday. And you are not only listening to the Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast, but you are momentarily breathing rarefied air. A couple of years later that you would then, as I mentioned earlier on briefly, but you would have your first ever TV match for Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor Wrestling with Tommaso Ciampa. Um, yeah. That and it is the header of your Twitter page, I believe, as well as that image of you uh, shaking hands for the Code of Honor. Um, for sure. Was that a thrill finally appearing on Ring of Honor TV? And um, was it the first time you'd wrestled Tommaso in any uh, shape or form? Was it was it an exciting experience? So it, that was 
by far one of my most exciting experiences with Ring of Honor. Obviously, um, yeah, everything leading up to it was just awesome. Um, I had heard that I was going to be a part of the tapings in some way uh, the day before or a couple of days before, but I had no idea in what way. I had no idea if I just um, do a dark match or if I should be a part of the tapings. And I remember just being a part of all that and talking to uh, Delirious, uh, leading up to that and talking to him the day of. And uh, everyone there has kind of helped me get opportunities and looked at and uh, just a great group of people. But um, I had worked with Tommaso once before, actually. I had wrestled Tommaso Ciampa in a scramble or a fray. Uh, I think it would have been like a year or two prior for Dragon Gate USA. It was a oh, Dragon Gate yeah. show. Uh, the Dragon Gate USA show is either in, it wasn't, uh, I did two that week. I did New Jersey and I did um, somewhere in like Boston, Massachusetts area. So I think that was the one where I did a frame match and that had like Tommaso Ciampa, Caleb Conley, um, Sam Callahan, all these guys yeah. in it. So I got to do that frame match. I got to work with Tommaso. Uh, during that match. And that was awesome. I took his uh, Project Jumancho, um powerbomb on the knees during that match. So uh, a while yeah. later, I got the opportunity to wrestle Ring of Honor uh, on TV. And up until this point, I, I had done, I'd done matches for TV uh, a little bit, but nothing on that scale. Nothing like more so local television, mm-hmm. uh, nothing like majorly on like Fox. You know I mean? That's, broadcasted you know I mean fairly internationally across and people could watch in prime time tv uh and being a part of that and uh it's just a different experience like it's one thing when you're wrestling for the live audience it's a whole other thing when you're wrestling for you I mean the hard camera uh the stage camera like the crane camera yeah. the, the floor cameras um hitting those marks when you come out you, you pause for your entrance so we can put the name bar uh you know I mean ripping back across or uh, you do your entrance and, and you go to a certain corner or they show your stats. And I still have the screenshot of like my stats, me and Tommaso. It's like the, the tail of the tape. Tail of the tape. Right? Yeah. yeah. And that was always uh, awesome. And uh, wrestling with Tommaso in general is awesome. And I mean, you see where he is now. You know what I mean? Like he's a great talent and star and ways uh, got to accomplish in all those years. Uh, you know what I mean? Since then. And it was really cool, uh, that scenario, because uh, not going too much into it, but wrestling uh, with Tommaso there, that was, Tommaso was leading up to a feud he had uh, coming up at the final battle, I believe, with Michael Elgin. So yes. that was a big thing they had. So that was part of the story. But uh, what a lot of people don't remember is, uh, I believe that was Tommaso's first match back in Ring of Honor, uh, oh. if I'm not mistaken. I think that was Tommaso's first match back in Ring of Honor from an injury. He had been out for a few months. Um, mm. And with the tapings they were doing for TV and stuff, uh, he came out and did like a big promo, I think the night before or whatever. And then the way, the way they aired it. And then that led to our match. And uh, it was awesome. He gave me so much more than I needed. Like it was a six or seven minute match. And, you know, I mean, I knew I was there to, uh, you know, make Tommaso look great, do like kind of an enhancement talent kind of role and uh, and do that yeah. job. I, mean, I love doing that job, actually. Um, 
I mean, people people throw the term jobber out there sometimes, and uh, I think that more as in like you know what I mean. I'm there to do my role. Tomaso's a star, and uh, they were grooming him for big things right there. And I was glad to be in there with them. And uh, like I said, he gave me so much right off the bat. Like I got to jumpstart him and keep going with things and uh, hit some of my signature moves, like a, a, yeah. a neck review and a few other strikes and stuff like that. It takes some bigger moves from him. Uh, I mean, he, we did his air raid crash off the top rope, the second rope for a finish. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, we did some big stuff in that match, and we didn't have to do that, right? Like, he could have just um, he could have just kind of did more of a low-key match. It was his first match back after his injury and kind of just make quick work on me, you know what I mean? Wrapping stuff quickly, but uh, not really giving me much offense. But uh, I was able to kind of get a lot in there, and uh, it was awesome. And just the whole experience afterwards, people – messaging me seeing hey i saw you on tv hey you know, i saw this or i taped you i recorded on tv and i saw this and it, it gave me a lot of exposure and extra eyes on me so it was uh, really cool to see for sure and uh, one of my fondest memories of ring of honor um from everything from the production meeting before talking to guys like steve carino there and um delirious and, and tomaso and getting my cues when i need to be where i need to be was just was just an awesome experience and uh, i'm forever thankful for that and uh, i've even had the privilege to talk to guys like tomaso years later about it and uh, it was awesome and um just having different guys there uh, through ring of honor have been really cool um anytime with ring of honor um like chris hero has been around he's always been okay a big influence to me um he's always yeah. been you know i mean uh like a role model and sense to me and he's always he always went above himself and he would watch my matches with Ring of Honor. So I always want to thank Chris Hero for that. Um, evaluate them, give me feedback. I always want to, I always want to thank guys like Chris Hero for that. Um, Adam Pierce, obviously, uh, Delirious, um, Jimmy Jacobs has watched some of my matches with Ring of Honor and uh, like one yeah. while I was there. Giving me feedback from those guys has been in the, invaluable. Uh, even guys like Kevin Owen too. Uh, it's been awesome. So. The match yeah. of was special, though. I had a lot of fun with that. It's uh, one of my fondest memories uh, with Ring of Honor, but just in my entire wrestling career thus far. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the prestige of having it there, as I said on your Twitter handle, Twitter um, banner is, you know, that wow. shot, um, a code yeah. of honor, um, which I always mention, you know, because it's always part of the, the lineage and the history of Ring of Honor, the code of honor. Um, just one quick question as well. That match, um, you'd come into, this was after, I believe this was, you returned uh, after the Sinclair purchase of Ring of Honor. So the last time you were in Ring of Honor, I believe, was before they had been purchased by Sinclair Broadcasting. Um, And he just mentioned there about how the, you know, the staging and the camera production and, you know, the um, actual sort of uh, production of the company had changed quite significantly. Did it feel like that in the, you know, backstage or was there still a lot of familiar faces and it was it still kind of like meeting old friends and having, I mean, a lot of new talent had come back in or, you know, had come into the company as well. So was it a sort of um, like going back to something you knew or was it a fresh take on something? Um, that's a good question. From, from my experiences, uh, not that much change. Like I had 
a great relationship with uh, Adam Pierce when he was in charge and uh, how things ran there were very smooth. I enjoyed those opportunities. And like I said, I felt like I really worked for them and earned them. And they, they respected my, uh, my hustle and grind. Uh, and then same thing later on um, when Delirious was in control uh, and running things. Um, I mean, there were small things backstage that changed, but nothing, nothing ever uh, drastic to me. Nothing ever felt different for me. Uh, it was always just a great locker room of, of, of guys from the top stars to, like I said, the Ring of Honor Dojo and the guys paying their dues. Uh, I never saw that too much of a change. Um, I mean, there was obviously a different roster switch a little bit with the wave guys yeah. there, but yeah. Ring of Honor have always been uh, top tier for their talent. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're always uh, had some of the best guys. So it was always just kind of like, all right, let's, let's see if I can hold my own with some of those guys or just, you know, I mean, do the best I could on a show of such high caliber talent. Yeah. And that's, that's really it uh, when, yeah. it comes to, when it comes to that for sure. Yeah, I mean, a lot of fans once Ring of Honor had been purchased by Sinclair, not, not myself, but several fans became very negative towards it and, you know, said that they'd sold out or said that it changed and that things got, you know, they weren't working as hard, you know, they were working in a sort of strong style. But things evolve and things change and, you know, it's time to, you know, mix things up. And as we've seen, you know, there's been new talent, a new roster. And that kind of leads me nicely into a question where, you took part in several uh, matches in Ring of Honor, um, which were the um, part of the New Japan joint shows. So they were Ring of Honor and New Japan. And was it a thrill to see, you know, those guys coming in? And did it was it exciting? <laughs> Absolutely, um, definitely. I mean, doing the death before dishonor events and 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 all these other events for Ring of Honor has been awesome, but. Um, it's been really cool being a part of these uh, Ring of Honor and New Japan uh, joint shows. They're they're huge shows. I mean, some of the biggest audiences and crowds I've ever performed in front of thousands of people yeah. coming out to see uh, both the Ring of Honor and New Japan talent face off. And um, it's been awesome. I mean, that raises the bar even to another level with how high caliber those talents are. Uh, and just sharing a locker room with some of these guys. And you know what I mean? Like, uh, I've been fortunate enough to work with some of these guys before um, and, and and see some of them, but like the level that they're at is just incredible. And uh, Canada and and Toronto, the Ted Reed Arena, have, have always been lucky. And uh, I feel like we've been spoiled with some of the best Ring of Honor shows yeah. um, because they do these weekends where they bring the New Japan guys in. And I'm looking at my schedule with Ring of Honor when I wrestled there. It was always like, May was always like when Ring of Honor would come to Toronto. If you look at the dates, yeah. very often it was like early, mid-May is when they would come to Toronto. And then a lot of the other times I did work with Ring of Honor would be either October or November. Yeah. They would come back to Toronto or they'd be in like Buffalo or like Ohio. And those were always kind of the months. If we see a reoccurring theme of uh, when I wrestled for Ring of Honor, most of my matches were probably in May or in uh, October or November. But Back to the point of uh, the New Japan talent, just uh, seeing how disciplined and how great they were and, and how they structured their matches and uh, being fortunate enough to wrestle some uh, New Japan talents myself on, on other shows. Um, I've got to work with uh, uh, Sonata. I got to work with him before on a local show and, and, and tour a little bit of the East Coast wow. of Kenya. And he's incredible. Uh, yeah. And, I got to wrestle uh, a very young Okada. You know what I mean? One of the greatest wrestlers of yeah. all time. 
Okada, I've had the privilege of wrestling him uh, back in like 2006 or seven in Mexico. You know what I mean? I'm one of my biggest yeah. shows in Arena, in Arena Coliseum, uh, wrestling like a young Okada, like when he was training with Ultimate Dragon in that class down there and working with him and, and seeing what he's become. You know what I mean? Literally one of the best wrestlers. Um, yeah. And then like seeing him and uh, still having like a, 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 a friendly relationship with him and still like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's one thing when he travels the world and all the people he meets, but when he comes to Toronto still, he'll remember me and like, we'll have a conversation. And it's, wow. like, it's kind of crazy to me that like, you know I mean, he's there with some of these top tier wrestlers and some of the best people in the world. Um, and, and some of them probably like, they probably think like, Okada, how do you know this guy Rip Impact from Toronto? Like, how do you know this guy? Like, I'm not in the big picture compared to some of these guys. I'm not the level they are. So it's like scratching your head a little bit. Where'd you guys meet? Like, what's your story? So <laughs> you guys in of like how I got to train. Uh, I spent some time, like I said, training and like living in Mexico for a little bit and yeah. training Ultimate Dragon Dojo and just uh training alongside Okada, which is awesome, right? So yeah, uh, years later at Ring of Honor was just awesome. And, and all the New Japan uh, New Japan talent have been incredible. So being a part of those shows was just special. Yeah. Um, just a sort of fun question as well, as we mentioned both men, Kenny Omega and uh, Kazuchika Okada. Do you have a particular fit? Everyone loves their four matches they had, all the matches they had in New Japan. Do you have a favorite of their quadrilogy, which um, was the favorite one? Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed all of the Okada and uh, Omega matches. Uh, it's hard to pick a favorite. Uh, I probably lean towards the first just because it was the first. Uh, yeah, you know, first time they really went was uh, maybe one of my favorites off the top of my head just because it was the first. But just those guys going at the calorie where they go for and uh, the length they go for. You, know I mean, those guys wrestling. Yeah. 30, 40, 50, 60 minutes. Uh, it's just incredible. So, yeah, some of those yeah. ones are special. Yeah. My, my personal favourite is the second match they had at Dominion 2017, the, the original 60-minute draw with the Young Bucks yeah. and uh, Gado on the outside. Um, I remember when that happened and the internet went crazy, you know, and just the pace they work at and everything's just unbelievable, you know. Um, it's just such phenomenal and it's amazing as well like you said to see those guys come into ring of honor and it's always a spectacle seeing them coming in and seeing guys coming into ring of honor um and from as you were saying you still follow the company now regularly um have you plans to return to ring of honor would you like to come back and watching the shows is there anyone who stands out who you'd really like to face in the ring absolutely yeah i uh I would love to wrestle anyone at Ring of Honor, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I would love to return to Ring of Honor at any time. Uh, hopefully once everything passes and, and things clear up in the world, uh, Ring of Honor can work their way back to Toronto or somewhere nearby. Um, if not, I'll travel where I need to go. And I would love the opportunity to wrestle Ring of Honor again. Um, from some of the new talent they're, they're bringing up, it's just been incredible through their uh, top prospect tournaments to uh i mean the top talent guys i mean i i do i think there'd be too many guys to list who uh, love to work with 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 with, uh, with ring of honor i would love to work with 
pretty much any of them and all of them because the the roster there is incredible. Wrestling with Ring of Honor, it'll probably be sometime in the mid 2000s, 2011 or 12 or 13. Uh, Ted Reaver Arena, I believe as well. There's a show in Toronto at least. It might have been Mississauga. Um, I got to wrestle uh, for Ring of Honor against a local tag team called the Flatliners. Oh, yeah. And I just wanted to go into this a little bit uh, before we start wrapping up and everything. Uh, Absolutely, I to, yeah. Um, just quickly because wrestling the Flatliners has been cool because they're a local tag team and they got some opportunities later on with Ring of Honor and they're, they're, they were a really fun tag team to wrestle. Um, but what was really cool about that was uh, – this, what was special to me was wrestling that match against Ring of Honor. It was uh, myself and a guy named Sean Savior. Um, how many people know who he is? Um, people know him as Bird, Sean Bird. He's actually the <laughs> head of uh, Ring of Honor, like Ring Crew Management. He was head of like Ring of Honor, like production stuff. Um, he actually um, has gone on to work with a bigger company, uh, other big companies right now. And he's doing things with them. Uh, yes. And he always had my back. He has been um, tried and true, like the guy that I've had a great relationship with, with Ring R. And uh, he's always been there to kind of give me the details and the information with Ring of R of like when they're coming or like when they're setting up or whatever. And um Sean Xavier or Sean Newman uh, Bird, uh, I want to thank him. I want to take a second to thank him. And yeah. uh, I feel really special because um, he trained at the Ring of Honor Dojo as well. Um, but if you look at the history and from what he's told me before, he only had one match with Ring of Honor. During uh, all the time we worked with Ring of Honor, during, driving all the trucks and, and setting up the ring and being ahead of uh, the crew and all that stuff, uh, Sean only had one match with Ring of Honor. And it was kind of crazy thrown together pretty quickly, but it was in Toronto and it was teaming with me, uh, which is really special. <laughs> really cool to me. Uh, his one match in Ring of Honor was teaming with Rip Impact in Toronto. Uh, and it was against the Flatliners. It was really cool and awesome. And I, I just want to thank Sean and, and give that shout out to him because uh, Bird, you're the man. Uh, maybe you'll watch this or not, but uh, I'll uh, definitely get a clip with this bird and uh, I want to give you a shout out because you're the best. So thank you. And I hope you're staying safe for sure. He's the best. Well, I, love that. I love that guy. That's awesome. And yeah, we'll make sure that um, the bird definitely hears this awesome interview, uh, Rip. It's been an absolute pleasure. Okay. Your work in Ring of Honor. And oh, you're welcome. The work in Ring of Honor has been... You've been there so long. You've had so many great matches in Toronto, as you mentioned, in Mississauga, in Dayton, in New York. You've been everywhere and you've wrestled everybody. I'd love to quickly bring up uh, a couple of years ago, I think it was a four-way or a six-way, uh, David Vega. He was awesome to work with. David Vega, he's uh, from the States, part of the Besties. Yeah. He was with uh, Kenny Lush and Ashley Six. And a couple other guys was uh, was another great experience. And uh, I want to wrap this up quickly, uh, but that no, match, it was awesome. And uh, that match was one of the best matches I've had with Ring of Honor, and got one of the one of the best feedbacks. It was uh, just a dark match as well, but we got we got to the back, and there was several Ring of Honor talent and roster kind of giving us a, like a, a ovation. They were like applauding us and giving us yeah. uh, kudos and credit for that match. And then. Uh, 
just uh, one last one it was uh, working with uh, Uncle Bob, Bob Evans, and uh, yeah, that was really cool as well. So those are cool experiences. But uh, I want to thank you again, Stephen, for having me on uh, having me on this, and it's been a pleasure talking to you and uh, kind of reliving some of these memories within the matches I've had with Ring of Honor. Um, but it's been an absolute pleasure, Rip. Um, you know, it, it, like I said, your career has been phenomenal in Ring of Honor. I do hope that you're able to come back soon, especially in the future of Honor or in the live back on TV against anyone or everyone on the Ring of Honor roster. And um, just so that everyone can find you, where can they find you on uh, social media? You can find me as uh, at Rip Impact across the board, at Rip Impact on Twitter, at Rip Impact on Instagram and Rip Impact on Facebook. Thanks for having me again, Stephen. Have a great day. Oh, no, you're welcome. Thank you.